Every runner or walker has to start in order to run their marathon, in order to get to the finish line. What is your start today? Today is the day to start. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Stay with me on today's show. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey, sweet friend, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the Shattered Into Beautiful podcast. I'm so happy that you decided to join us today. Today, we are going to talk about starting. What does it mean to start something? And so I want to kick off this episode just reading a letter that my dad wrote to me years ago, and I actually found it. It ministered to me in such a huge way after my dad's passing, after he passed away. And the Lord led me back to this letter. And so it, of course, meant so much more to me after the fact than it did the first time that I received it. But it has become a sense of just empowerment in my life uh, because there's so much wisdom here in this little note. So here it goes. It says, this uh, letter is titled, All About Starting. Jeannie, for all that you've done and for all that you will accomplish in the future, It all started with you. Now, you will say it started with God, but it didn't. It was you. Why? Because God wants his people to start. He's very simple about it. You start, you confess, you ask for salvation, you serve him, and then he begins. He begins to bless you and guide you and directs you. He shows you the way. That's when God comes into your life. It's after you start. If that's not enough, you feel something that streams through your mind and your heart. It feels like shovels of warm, glowing light into your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit. It's simply joy unexpressible. And it's hard to explain it to a non-believer. But yes, God's a part of good things, but he wants you to start. And so daddy was telling me here in very simple words, but yet beautifully written that everything started with me starting. Even our salvation happens because we start. It's requiring us to do something, to confess, to speak something forth from our mouth. So our very salvation depends on us starting. The very things that God has called us to do depend on us starting. So I find it very interesting that the opposite of starting is delay, procrastination. And so if you are someone that struggles with procrastination, that is an inability to start something that you need to be doing. And so we get distracted or we enter into a Uh, a mindful place of slumber, and we sit around and talk a lot about what it is we need to do, but there's this procrastination that actually is keeping us, hindering us 
from moving into that mode of start. And so what gets accomplished if we don't start? Nothing. Nothing gets accomplished if we don't start. So I want today to be the day that you start. Whatever that thing is that you know, you know that you need to start. Don't delay anymore. Just start. And sometimes, especially if you're a visionary person, I'm a visionary leader. And so sometimes I see a big picture of something, right, that God may give me. And it it could be many things. It could be a vision and dream for my family, for ministry, for just, you know, small things like physical things, like um, whatever it may be. Like I see a vision of it. And then I have to step back from that large vision and I have to say, okay, well, in order to get there, what do I need to do today, right? And so I have to start today to do something. Okay, so I'm going to go a little deep into this message, but before I do, I want to start out very simple and very light because there could be simple things that we need to do in our life, you know? Um, we want to talk about how starting affects us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And so I just made a list of things that, you know, simple things that can lead to large things that maybe, you know, you might uh, relate with something that you need to start. So maybe you need to start exercising. Maybe you need to start eating better. Maybe we need to start having a quiet time. What does that look like for you? You know, sometimes we can be intimidated, especially as a new believer, to, you know, what does it look like to walk with the Lord? And sometimes we can hear people say, oh, yeah, I heard from the Lord today. And and that's just really hard for you to comprehend because you're a new Christian. And so one thing that you can do that is very simple is just start having a quiet time with the Lord. And for you, that might be five minutes. It might be 10 minutes. Whatever that start is for you, just start. And as you start, you will develop a nurturing relationship. He will begin to abide in you more and more, and you will begin to abide in him more and more. And there will, um, from that, there will be a harvest of spiritual maturity. So, but you have to start. And maybe you need to just start with Jesus. Maybe someone's listening to this today and you're not a believer yet. And you just need to start with him. You need to say, yes, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I confess my sin and I will follow you. So maybe that's your start. Some of us need to start with just laying down something that's not good for us, Uh, whether it might be something that we eat. uh, It may be an addiction. So maybe we need to start. And I know addictions can be very, very hard. And this is a long process and it's progressive and it's hard and it's a battle and it's a struggle. But we can start today by just realizing this is something in my life that does not need to be there. And friends, we can be addicted to a lot of things. We can be addicted to our phones, to social media, to uh, the TV. We can be addicted to sugar. We can be addicted to um, bad relationships. We can be addicted to drugs. We can be addicted. There is a lot of things that we can be addicted to. And so we need to evaluate our life and go, is there something that I am addicted to, that is taking the presence of God in my life. Maybe it's an idol. We need to lay it down. So the start of that would just be realizing this is something that doesn't need to be in my life anymore. And I'm going to acknowledge that today is my start. And then I'm going to seek the Lord or someone in community to help me move to that next step. Maybe it's something simple like, I know this is something I have to work on more, is just being hydrated. Maybe I need to start drinking more water and taking care of my body. I need to start removing things from my body, Uh, sugar, maybe sugar. Sugar is a bad thing for our bodies. 
Maybe we need to remove sugar from our diet. Maybe we need healing. So many of us need healing. And maybe today is the day that we face the fact that, you know what? This is something that's hurting me. I'm tired of carrying this. I want to get rid of this. I don't know how because it seems so big. It seems like such a big mountain. But today is the day that I'm just going to tell somebody. I'm just going to tell somebody that this has happened to me in my life. I am hurting and I don't want this here anymore and I need help. Let today be the day that you start your healing journey, friends. And if you don't know how to do that, then please reach out to me through the podcast, reach out to me on my website, JeannieScottSmith.com. Reach out to me in social media, uh, Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I will help you. I will help you find community and healing wherever you are. Maybe we need to start getting off our phones more. Maybe we need to put our phones more on do not disturb in the airplane mode, whatever we need to stay off our phone. Maybe today is the day we realize, you know what? I'm wasting a lot of time on my phone, social media, on TV. I could accomplish so much. I could do that thing that God is calling me to do if I would just lay this down. Maybe we need to start having pauses in our life and looking at our calendar and establishing more family time, more time with our spouses. What can we do today? Today I will start and I'm going to just look at my calendar, my schedule and go, no, I need to remove these things and I need to remove these things and I need to prioritize some things in my life Maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to start writing that book or that devotional that God has been calling us to write. Maybe today is the day that we say, oh, intimidation, spirit of uh, intimidation, you have to go in the mighty name of Jesus because today I'm going to start doing what God has called me to do. Maybe God is calling you to, you know, just clean out your house or your closets or maybe there's some just some spiritual sweeping that we need to do within our home within our lives within our hearts uh maybe god wants you to start a hobby maybe you need to just you know emotionally spiritually it would help you and physically to just start thinking about something that would bring you joy in your life uh maybe you want to start learning music playing the piano uh walking the beach more whatever it might be Start investing in that hobby that brings you joy. Maybe you need to start planning that trip with your family. Maybe you need to start walking in your calling and start looking at other people all around you. And oh, that looks good for them, but oh, that's not for me. No, that is a lie. We have all been called by God, created by God for great purpose. So today, I want you to start walking in that calling and that purpose. Friend, Let me tell you something. You were created for great purpose. And there is a significant call and purpose, kingdom purpose on your life that no one else has. No one has been created with the DNA and the gifts and talents that you have been given by God. And it was to bring glory to him and it was to bring glory to the kingdom. So begin asking God, start today. God, what is that? Can you show that to me? Can you reveal that to me? I remember when, you know, someone spoke these words into me years ago and there was like the stirring in me and I began to pray and ask the Lord and journal, Lord, can you show me what my ministry is? Lord, can you show me what my purpose is? And friends, he so did that. He began to unfold it beautifully and show me what my ministry was, which was based on Isaiah 61 to help set the captives free. 
and he began to take everything, Romans 8.28, from my life, everything that I saw as bad and broken, and he began to weave it into this beautiful tapestry in my life where, yes, Jeannie, this was bad, this was not good, but I'm going to make beauty out of it. I'm going to bring about purpose. Romans 8.28, he says, those called by God, he will bring good out of everything in our lives. And he did. And he did. But I had to start asking him. So when we don't start and we just sit around and talk about it, we enter into delay and slumber. And then mentally that can affect us. And so we feel like, you know, we don't have purpose. We feel like we have failed achievements. We feel like there are not advancements, you know, paved out for us, failed advancements even. Sometimes we uh, experience postponed blessings and that can enter us into just a state of depression or a sense of failure because you were created for movement. God wants you to move. And so Jesus moved constantly when he was on this earth. You were created for movement, for growth, for advancement. Whew, that's a good word. And so you have to start in order for movement to happen. You have to start. So every person leader in the Bible started. What do you need to start today? Every apostle started, every founder started, every pioneer started, every pastor, shepherd, church plant, they started, every businessman, businesswoman, they started, every person in order to get to their destination has to start. Now, you all have something deep within you that was created for greatness because God put it there because you are significant in him. And there are things that happen to us in our life, struggles that we go through, things from our past that the enemy wants to bind us in and keep us in a place of bondage so we feel like we're not significant, you know, and, and shame enters in and we just feel like, you know, we're, we're just nobodies and we're not worthy and we see these people that look like they're walking in greatness all around us, but oh, that's not for me. I had a loved one tell me that and I knew that it was a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the enemy. You were all created for greatness and for great purpose and significance. And I just can't say that enough. And so sometimes, you know, things, these things happen to us in our past and these pains and struggles, and we see ourselves as failures and we see that we're not that person. And I want to remind you of the scripture in Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Listen, God doesn't remember our past. He heals and he forgives us. We can remember. But that is because we don't never need to remember where God has brought us from. But God doesn't remember our past and he gives us a fresh start. He is a God of second chances. And I love that he gives us a fresh start. Every day is a day of a fresh start. And so Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And I want you to see today as a new thing. Our mind doesn't allow us to forget, but God is saying spiritually, he's speaking to you spiritually here, forgetting the former things, meaning now, and sometimes that we have to go back for healing. And this is different. This is, you know, that's a different uh, subject. Sometimes God requires us to go back because we've got to work through, you know, things in our life. We need to heal from them. But once God has done that work in us, we don't need to dwell on that anymore. And that's what this scripture is saying. Do not dwell on the past. See, 
I am doing a new thing. God forgets the past. He wants us to not dwell on the past. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So God is pointing you here towards the future. And so that brings me to the last uh, topic that I want to address in this episode is how to move forward and leave behind. Now, God is pointing us to the future here, a new hope, a new future, a new start. And so in order to do that, we have to move forward. We, we have to start and have to move forward. And sometimes that means leaving things behind. Now, I just want to touch on this. Sometimes we may need to leave a a situation behind, um, a former pain behind. Sometimes we might have to leave um, a relationship behind. Sometimes we have to leave even geographically a place, a home behind. And so a situation behind. When it comes to people in our life, this is a good time to just talk about this. When God begins to move in your life and you walk in obedience, you are going to be moving forward and upward. You hear me? Moving forward and upward. And sometimes people in your life, they're just continuing to move uh, horizontally. You are moving, if, I, if you could just catch this vision, for, I want you to imagine a horizontal line and sometimes people that you've been in relationship with, and they can even be toxic relationships. If you have relationships in your life that are not adding to your life, that are not adding to this upward climb that God is trying to do in your life, it may be time to leave them behind. You need people in your life that are ministering to you, that understand the goodness of the call on your life that are encouraging you and not bringing you down. So evaluate relationships that you have in your life. And this is not trying to, you know, this is not being an ugly thing. This is not going, you know, we, we were meant for community and relationship. So we, we need to be relational and we need to be loving and we need to walk in the fruits of the spirits uh, with other people. I'm suggesting that there may be relationships in your life that you may need to sever. There may be relationships in your life that are not adding. Sometimes I'll ask myself, is this person adding to my life or is this person taken away from my life? Um, and so if that's the case, it may be a relationship that you need to sever. Uh, and, and, and that's okay. Sometimes people are in our life for a season and sometimes they're not. Sometimes God will bring them back into our life. And that's okay too, because maybe God did a work in in each person's life. You know, maybe they had to be separated for a time and God did a work in their life and maybe they come back in alignment again at a later time because that person is a part of your purpose moving forward. Now, this would be a good time to just suggest that I am not talking about marriages. I'm talking about friendships, those type of relationships. If you are in a marriage that is struggling and you don't seem to be on the same page, then I suggest that you enter into marriage counseling. Find that hope and that help that you need because marriage is a covenant between you and that person and God. What does that look like for you? I can't answer those questions only you and God can, but I want you to begin considering what these things look like. What things might need to be removed from your life that could be holding you back from moving forward and upward, okay? So in thinking about this, I, I thought, you know, of course, we got to always take things back biblically. And so I want to talk about three examples that I found in the Bible um, as I was thinking about this message. And so one is 
Lot's wife. And so if we look at Genesis 19, we see the story there of how Lot's wife, she looked back. And what happened to her? Well, we know what happened to her. She became a pillar of salt. And so, you know, I don't, when I think about Lot's wife and why she may have struggled, I think about us as women, you know, and things that bring us comfort. You know, I'm thinking maybe Lot's wife had community there. She had friends there. She had popularity there. You know, she was very materialistic, maybe. And and so she, you know, all these things that really didn't matter, you know, the fun of the city, whatever it was, her home, her comfort level, whatever it was, she didn't want to leave it, okay? And God was calling them to move forward upward and out, right? But she didn't want to leave it, and so she looked back. And so what happened? Well, we know what happened. It brought death. And so another example I want to look at is David. And we, we read this story in 2 Samuel 11, but what happened with David? David looked upon Bathsheba, and David was tempted. So we see lust enter into this story, and we know how this story ends. If you don't, go go read it. It brought destruction. It brought death. And so let's look at Judas. I want to look at another example, Judas. In Judas's story, we see in Matthew 26, 14, what does he do? He's tempted with the riches of the world. He, he was after power. Um, he did, he, Jesus wasn't doing what Judas thought uh, Jesus should be doing. And so he's, he's tempted by money and he sells Jesus out. And so he becomes a traitor. And so what ends, happens in Judas's story? Death. So we see in all these situations, Lot's wife, David, and Judas, we see death come forward, right? Because they should have looked away. They got involved. They started in something that they should have not started in. They did something they shouldn't have done. You know, they weren't walking in obedience because pride also entered in. So we see pride, we see disobedience, and then we see that it leads to to death. All three of these situations, these stories led to death. Death for Lot's wife, David, uh, death of Bathsheba's husband, David and Bathsheba have a child and then they lose that child, brought death and sorrow. Judas obviously uh, committed suicide, so we see death there. So you see all three of these stories led to death. And so they were not willing to be obedient and move forward and do what God was calling them to do in those situations. All three of them were tempted by worldly things, worldly lust, worldly powers, and instead of being obedient to Christ, instead of casting those things down and being obedient to Christ and looking forward and starting on the pathway that God had for them. And, you know, the circumstances for all three of them could have been totally different if they would have just said yes and started on the pathway that God had for them and not look back. And so what does your pathway look like? What is it that God is asking you to start today that has good purpose? It has blessings. What is it that God wants you to start that you're struggling with? You know, because it may be something that you know that you need to do, but gosh, you just seem to struggle you know, fleshly with that, or, you know, there could be so many circumstances wrapped around it. And I'm not even going to begin to try to figure out what all those could be because every single one of us, our circumstances and our story is different and unique. And that's the beauty of it. This is your story. This is your outcome and your outcomes, your finish depends on your start. So I have a little homework for you to do. 
I want you to think about what you need to start today that would bring blessing into your life, that would bring promise and hope, as the scriptures say that we read, would bring that into reality in your life. Because it requires you. It requires you to start. I want you to write down in your journal, notebook, what your start is. Because friends, just by you writing it down, that is a start. God didn't ask you to get there today. I'm not asking you to get there today, to your destination that is. I'm just asking you to start. I want you to just write it down, what your start is. Listen, that is a beginning. And beginnings give people the opportunity to draw a line that mentally separates the past and the future. By distancing ourselves from past mistakes or habits, whatever it may be, it becomes possible to picture a different, improved version of ourselves. And all it requires is a start. So Father God, I just pray for every listener today. And I pray that God, they would just take the time, just a few minutes to just identify what their start needs to be and and that they would write that down. And I just speak purpose and health and healing and bright hope and future over every single listener today. And that they would be encouraged and empowered by this message that you brought forth through my voice. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I love you bunches. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, live life abundantly. like mommy's show leave a review hey before you go if this podcast has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the shattered in the beautiful show next hop on over to the shattered in the beautiful private facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration you can reach me at jeannie and lastly please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at smith evangelistic ministries I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.